every once in a while, I just pick a topic because I think this is so relevant right now. People are so struggling, and maybe this is you, from loneliness, from a sense of isolation, of not feeling connected to other people. Now, maybe you're an introvert, maybe you're an extrovert, so making friends is easy for you. But what do you do when you say, okay, I reach out to people, I go to all the parties, but I'm not sure that people like me. (laughs) Now, There is self-worth issues, which run a little bit deeper. In other words, if you have that sense of like, oh, I'm just not lovable or I'm not likable, that might have something to do more with shame. And that's deeper. That's probably something that you want to address with a therapist. I've heard people say that to me, you know, people who are just really attractive, who have great personalities, but they still express that sense of I'm not likable or I'm not lovable. And again, that has to do with shame and self-worth. But what if that's not you? And what if it's just like, I'm not sure that I'm likable. I want a more likable me. (laughs) And maybe because you're thinking, well, someday it would be really nice to go out on a date or get married or maybe just have a good friend. What are those practical things that you can do to become more likable? Well, there is some research and there are some things, some very simple things, believe it or not, that can make you more likable and lovable. And the truth is, some of the things that you can do are rather mundane. So let's have a conversation about the mundane things that can make you more likable. (laughs) You know, what is it that actually determines whether you find a new friend or you have chemistry? Is it that X factor? Or what about falling in love or finding that potential romantic partner? What is it? Is it something deep and mysterious? I don't know. Just the universe brought me this person and they loved me or they liked me. Or God just blessed me. Well, maybe God did bless you. I hope he did. But there might be things that you can begin doing right now, right today, to actually make yourself the more likable you. And there's some research in social psychology that suggests that liking and loving are sometimes triggered by just the simple things. Like how often you cross paths. Have you ever gone for a walk and and all of a sudden you just start talking to somebody and you go, oh yeah, it's really nice. And then you run into them again and you go, wow, I kind of like this person. Are we so much alike? Is this fate that we're supposed to get together that like each other? Well, it might be something more simple, like, well, you are just literally crossing paths with somebody. Literally, how often sometimes you show up, just being seen actually leads to you being more likable and lovable. I think, now let me just state a scripture for a second, because I think about relationships. Relationships matter most of all in terms of your happiness, your well-being, sometimes even your long life. And I think above all relationships, I think about the relationship that you have or should have or want to have with God himself. And God wants you to show up. God wants you to be seen. That's why in Deuteronomy and other subsequent chapters and verses, God says, you know the Sabbath? Keep it holy as I've commanded you. In other words, God says, show up on the Sabbath. Be there because I want you to be familiar. I want you to feel known I want you to be seen, and I want you to see me. And the likability you, 
right, to increase that quotient of being more likable, sometimes you just got to be seen with other people. It's called the exposure effect or other things, but it doesn't matter. The truth is you just have to be seen. You've probably heard that expression, there's no such thing as bad press. Anytime you're in the press, (laughs) I personally try not to follow this model. It's like, oh, there's bad press, Joe. Oh, that's fantastic. No, not really. But with political figures, they actually recognize that, that there's no such thing as bad press, that just being out there, because they recognize that being seen actually makes them, believe it or not, more likely to get your vote. It's like, well, I don't really like this person, but I see him all the time. But that's the same with you. You've got to show up. You've got to get off the couch. You've got to be willing to show up at church, at meetings, even if you're Zoom meetings. If you want to be more liked by the boss, and I'm not suggesting you manipulate things. I'm just saying, turn that video on. Let people see you. Because the more that you're exposed to something, the more you tend to like it. That's the truth. Now, think about this. As you think about being seen and how it might contribute to your being more likable, God wants to have that very same personal relationship with you. That's why in John chapter 10, he said, I call you by name. Remember John 10, he says, you know, I'm going to state this plainly. If a person climbs over through the fence of a sheep pen instead of going through the gate, you know he's up to no good. Now, Jesus is speaking theologically about he is the gate, right? He is the way, the truth, the life. But he goes on to say, he said, he calls his own sheep by name. You and I are the sheep. God calls you by name. You're not only likable, you're lovable. He said, and then the sheep follow him, Jesus, because they're familiar with his voice. They don't follow the strangers. They follow that familiar voice. Again, you have got to be seen showing up, being present. Believe it or not, that makes you more likable. And repeatedly, again, you know, comment on your friend's social media post because you want them to know that you see them as well. Sometimes simple things like just going to the gym at the same time. Oh, it's like, oh, I see Bob, I see Kathy. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we all work out together. That makes you more likable. Now, again, it's not about being weird and being too much exposed. I, that can obviously backfire, but be seen. The next thing I want to talk about, and this has always been a struggle for me. There's a very funny story I'll share with you. Well, I laugh. I don't know if you'll find it funny, <laughs> but it's really important to actually remember people's names. When you call them by name, think about it. When that person, maybe that you don't even know very well, And you don't think they know you very well, but they say, hey, Bob or Sarah, and that's actually your name. They're not, you know, misplacing your name or anything like that. But remembering somebody's name is important because it signals that they are important to you. So make an effort to actually connect by remembering names. Now, there's difficulty. Some people have difficulty with names. I do. So I have to play games with myself to make sure I remember how to to remember somebody's name. Like I I had a new neighbor move in down the street a few months ago and I was walking by his house and he popped up, very jovial, very nice guy. And he said, hey, my name's Martin. And I remembered it because I used his name a lot of times in the conversation. And then after I walked away, I said, okay, Martin, 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 how am I going to remember Martin? 
And then I thought to myself, and this is kind of funny, but this is the game I played. I said, okay, Martin looks like an older guitar player. And there's a great guitar manufacturer called Martin, Martin Guitars, very quality. And making that connection actually actually allowed me to remember his name. So the next time I was walking down the street, I said, hey, guitar, how you doing? (laughs) Not really. I called him Martin. But you do have to think about people's names. People like to hear their name, especially if they're not in trouble. So it, it, it communicates to them that they matter. And, and the best way to do that, if you don't you know, play these little word games with yourself, just bring up their name again. As soon as you meet somebody, it's like, what's their name? And use it during conversation. What was that noise I just heard? I don't know what it was. Anyway, some ding. Somebody wants me to remember their name. But use their names. Now, this is another thing that's very important. If you want to become the more likable you, people love to be asked questions. Now, you might want to go in and maybe you don't want to talk about yourself. Maybe you don't feel great. Maybe you just lost your job. Maybe you just got a divorce. Maybe you were just broken up with. Maybe you're not feeling too good. Okay, fine. You don't want to talk about your life, but you want to be likable, the likable you. Ask questions. Be genuinely questioned about other, be genuinely questioned about other people. Research actually shows that asking questions during conversations, it makes you more likable, believe it or not. You show that you're actively listening. So if you say, hey, my name's Bob, and what's your name? Oh, my name is Sam. Oh, Sam, is interesting. What do you do for work? Oh, I, I work with animals. Wow, what's that like to work with animals? What kind of animals do you work with? What do you do with animals? People say to themselves, wow, this person actually really likes me. And guess what? When somebody feels liked, they're more likely to like you back. So show that interest in them. Have good conversation by asking questions. Now, again, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to question everything in life. It's like, why would you want to be a veterinarian? It's showing genuine curiosity. Now, I say this and give this same advice, actually, to couples. Maybe you've been married for 20 years, 30 years, and you feel like, I know everything about them. No, you don't. And we all have a life that continues to unfold each day, moment by moment. Maybe you've been given a cancer diagnosis. Maybe you were just fired. Maybe you found a new friend. Ask those questions you will be more likable, the more likable you. Now, here's something that I know that you can do to become more likable. You've heard that expression, don't judge a book by its cover. It's actually not true. We do judge books by the cover, literally. (laughs) I'm investigating this right now because I wrote a new book and, and I was investigating, you know, people who could cover make book designs and cover designs and everything else. And I discovered how important it actually is because people look at books and they say, yes, I want to buy that book or no, I don't want to buy that book. Now you're saying to yourself, but Joe, I'm not a book, but you will be judged based on your appearance. Now you might think to yourself again, well, that's not very nice because I've never been considered a great looking person. Or maybe you are, maybe physically you are nice looking. But if you don't smile, you will come across as less likable. 
And even if you don't consider yourself great looking, if you smile, people will actually identify you and look at you and say, wow, that person is not only more attractive, but I like them. Now, there are some ideas that beauty can be an unfair advantage. But the truth is, if you just smile, you make up for that deficit for whatever your looks are. And you can smile. And you have every reason in the world to smile, to be joyful. There was one group of researchers, and they made uh, computer-generated faces. Now, I can't imagine a computer-generated face looking that great. (laughs) But this was an experiment. And they made these faces, and they varied in attractiveness. Some were smiling, some were displaying a neutral expression. And what they found when people looked at these computer-generated faces is those generated faces that were smiling were viewed as more attractive. Even those computer-generated faces that were less attractive, when they had those faces smile, they were looked at as being equally attractive as the attractive faces. Are you following? (laughs) So smiling is something that you can actually do to be the more likable you. You can smile and you've got every reason to smile. In fact, being joyful is part of our faith. John chapter 15. I've told you these things for a purpose, Jesus said, that my joy might be your joy and your joy, wholly mature. Jesus goes on, this is my command, love one another the way I loved you. He said, this is the best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. I'm no longer calling you servants, right? Servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. Now again, That, to me, is a reason to be joyful, to be happy. You want to share your faith? Smile. Be joyful. Let people ask you about that. Wow, what is the reason for this joy in your life? Well, let me tell you about Jesus. Now, to be more likable. And one of the reasons I'm picking this topic here today is, well, it just kind of makes me laugh and I get to tell goofy stories. But the world is struggling. Maybe you're struggling with loneliness. And these are practical things that you can do. Now, research actually shows that you like people more who share your interests. So you think, well, I don't know, Joe. I mean, my neighbor doesn't like smoking cigars with me. And I like smoking cigars. Okay. But you can get online. Maybe you like hiking. Maybe you like sailing. Maybe you like Bible studies. Find these people because if you actually identify people who have like values, then you're going to find people and be in an environment where you're going to be perceived as more likable. You've got to discover similarities. In these days, I I say, especially with the exploitation of social media, you know, there's a lot of attack, a lot of attack and a lot of division. And I I guess you could say on one side, you go, well, I can easily identify those I agree with politically. But you know what? Those aren't the people that are going to make you happy. You've got to actually cultivate real, living, live relationships. And so find those people who share those values. 
Now, I'm not going to go into the psychobabbly reasons. Sometimes we're attracted to people who are very different than us. But quite honestly, you're not going to marry that person that is the polar opposite. You're not likely to become great friends with that person who shares nothing in value. But sometimes you've got to unearth that. You've got to discover that. Now, sometimes you actually like people, and this is going to sound funny, but these are all basic principles that have been studied and researched. There is what's called a reward theory of attraction. You like people who reward you, or you like people with whom you associate good feelings. So you want to feel good in the company of other people. So what can you do to cultivate that? Be friendly. Be kind. Be positive. Offer real compliments. I would say if you're going to do something with a potential new friend or a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or neighbor, do something that's going to be fun, that you can laugh, that you can play. I think as adults, we frequently lose that natural capacity, the understanding of how important it is to go out and play, to have a good time. So again, research, they look at people who post negative things online versus people who post positive things. And yes, you're going to get attention. There's no doubt about it if you're posting negative things. But you're also going to cause a great divide. And you're going to cause a lot of people to like you a whole lot less, even if you're really nice to your kids and your spouse and your dog. If you're always being negative online, that's what you're going to attract is negativity. So think about what you're doing. Think about the things that you post. Think about the things that you say. When's the last time that you gave your neighbor a compliment? Hey, neighbor, I'm just so glad that we live close together. You know, there are times, of course, to live out the authentic you, not the likable you, <laughs> but we like authenticity too. You know, you want to have those friends where you can say, wow, they actually share something of themselves. So I'm not advocating a superficial life where you just laugh and play. Everything's great when the truth is you just lost your job or were just told you have cancer. You actually want to have those relationships with people who are authentic. But sometimes you've got to limit those conversations to the more intimate conversations and people and trusted friends. God wants you to cooperate. He wants you to be that peacemaker. He doesn't want you to fight with people. And in fact, Matthew chapter 5, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing it, but Jesus said, you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete and fight because that's when you discover who you really are. That's when you discover your place in God's family. Sometimes, even if you've been with somebody and married for decades, you've got to express that. You've got to let them know what you appreciate about them, what you like about them, even if it's your best friend. Wow, Bob, I know we've been friends for decades now, but I got to tell you, I really value your friendship, your kindness. I loved hanging out with you. And again, I want to say this is completely consistent with the gospel, because no matter who it is that you're with, God says, I want you to bless them, to bless your friends, and to bless your enemies. That's what Jesus says. 
And Paul says the same thing in Romans chapter 12. He said, bless your enemies, no cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. And yes, share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. How do you make those friends? You laugh. You smile. You're curious. You ask questions. You let people know that you care, that you see them. Remember, Paul says in Romans chapter 14, he said, let's agree to use all our energy in getting along with each other, helping others with encouraging words, not dragging them down, not finding fault. He said, do you think you're going to fight over dinner because of what is served? He said, when you sit down to a meal or when you go out or where you live, whatever it is you do, your primary concern should not be to feed your face, but to share the life of Jesus. So be sensitive and courteous. Don't do anything that'll interfere with the free exchange of love. Be the more likable, lovable you. I will meet you back on the road. And remember, always forward. <laughs>